0: The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land.
1: Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report.
2: Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles.
0: Charles, this is a rough day for Australian comedy. We've got to acknowledge the the elephant no longer in the room.
2: Scott Morrison has resigned from Parliament. Mm. And if you thought that he'd already resigned from Parliament, that is not true. He has now resigned from No, role. he was
0: uh, the member for Cook on the yes. backbench, yes. staying extremely quiet. Some said uh, that he you know, should have done more, that taxpayers weren't getting value out of him in that role. I'm sure he was doing exactly what Peter Dutton wanted him to do by saying absolutely nothing at all.
2: This is the last time that we'll be able to crack Scott Morrison jokes. Well, actually, it'll be the last time that we can crack Scott Morrison jokes and them being topically referenced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, still, we'll still do definitely it. Definitely yeah. keep doing it <laughs> but, as we go forward. But I think today... We just need to just go through the highlights and the lowlights of Scott Morrison and just tell all the jokes.
0: Scott, we we barely knew you, and yet we knew you way too well. (laughs) More after this.
1: Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com.
0: So, Charles, I think in telling the story of, of Scott Morrison, mm. we need to acknowledge that his impact on uh, Australian comedy began long before he even entered Parliament. And we didn't know this at the time. We didn't know that behind the Where the Bloody Hell Are You ad that so many of us mocked for so long Mm. that gave Lara Bingle to the world, Mm. uh, that also gave us Scott Morrison, the the genius behind that campaign, Mm. uh, before we even knew who he was as a public figure, appointed as a mate by the Liberal Party to run Tourism Australia... Mm. Uh, would you say he overwhelmed everybody with his competence in performing that role?
2: Well, I think it's it's a case study for marketing, isn't it? In how not to do marketing. It Wasn't it widely considered a terrible campaign? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah, it was because yeah. uh, it got everyone talking
0: because it had the words bloody hell.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Uh, but I don't think the, the core function of getting people to want to come to Australia mm. actually cut through. No So uh, if I (laughs) recall He was then uh, Basically sacked He didn't get on well With the then Tourism minister And uh, I think he got Punted over to Tourism New Zealand At one point
2: I think that's right And then And then he Got back He got involved In Liberal Party Local politics And he wanted to run For Cook This is the next time That he really sort of Had a bit of a thing And he was losing Right Like Mm. the person Who he was about To lose to In the pre-selection Was quite a well Respected uh, Liberal Party Moderate.
0: Yeah, remember. Michael Tauk. Michael
2: Tauk, that's right. Mm. And famously, uh, the way Michael Tauk got taken out in that race is that the Labour Party did a background on Michael Tauk and leaked it to Scott Morrison. So <laughs> Scott Morrison got up with the assistance of the New South Wales Labour Party. Is
0: that true? Yes. Wow. Well, it was certainly a big investigation into that. And um, Tauk sued the Daily Telegraph for defamation after those allegations yes. it proved to be false. It was. But by uh, that stage, Scott Morrison had already been pre-selected. So whether or not he was involved, Charles, he certainly benefited from uh, <laughs> yeah, from yeah. what happened.
2: He, he, yeah, maybe he was just the Stephen Bradbury of uh, Liberal Party politics.
0: I should correct what I just said. He, he ran uh, New Zealand Tourism before he ran Australian
2: Tourism, which right.
0: does make sense as a
2: progression. <laughs> well, I, I suspect, though, that it's one of those things where if if he was in charge of Tourism New Zealand, mm. you probably would be, you know, and and he was applying to... Run Australian tourism. Yeah, you would give him a glowing reference, wouldn't you? You'd go, "Oh yeah, he's great. You can have him."
0: Oh, of course, <laughs> that's what probably happened. Yes. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, no, he's too good for us.
2: <laughs> yeah, we don't need him <laughs> here anymore. That's right. And yeah. Of course, this is
0: what gave rise to Scotty from Marketing. Yes, uh, which proved which uh, which an in enduring fa- label.
2: In fairness, it was it was Batuta Advocate, wasn't it? It was the, Batuta Advocate the, that came up with that. That came up with a very enduring title. I uh,
0: mean, to be fair, it was probably. Scott Morrison's colleagues who <laughs> <literally> <laughs> referred him to, uh, to him as that. So, yes, he was there and um, the thing about Scott Morrison is he's, he's gone shy for his personal brand for so long people forget that he, he grew up in Bronte, a completely yes. different part of Sydney,
2: Yes. Um, following the, Rugby the ri- Union. The richest suburb in Australia, I believe. Is it? Yes, I oh, think so. By postcode,
0: yeah. Uh, following Rugby Union, not Rugby League. So the whole thing with the Sharkies hat oh, yeah. and just his embrace of Rugby League and basically the bogan suburban Australian lifestyle, a little bit, a little bit late.
2: Completely synthetic and, and in fact, I think he flirted with going for an AFL team first, didn't he? Like he actually he, he he started off going, "Oh no, I should probably go for an AFL team," and then realised, "No, that that's the wrong mark." I mean, are pitch. you
0: saying, are you saying, Charles, that the politicians choose their team affiliation simply uh, as a sort of branding issue? What are you saying about Albo and the bunnies?
2: <laughs> hey, I'm saying, yeah, you're right. Like, uh, yeah. it's a happy
0: coincidence.
2: It's a happy coincidence. Yeah.
0: I mean, to be fair, Albo was into the bunnies um, for a long time, and even when nobody, even Albo, thought he was going to become prime minister, I suppose.
2: But also. Wasn't he, didn't he go for, for the Rabbitohs even after they'd been chucked out of the NRL? Remember they got chucked oh, out of the NRL? Oh, there was the whole protest thing. Yeah, he yeah. was part of
0: that. That's true with Andrew Denton
2: and so on. Yeah. yeah. So he was going for the loser side the whole time.
0: Yeah. and, and just and he backed Kevin Rudd in the leadership spill. It's amazing how
2: both made it to And it's so position. funny because, you know, the Rabbitohs used to be the sort of working class heroes. And yes, they, they and were. The, and they're now owned by a bunch of fucking billionaire creeps. And uh, and
0: Russell Crowe, who's not a billionaire. Yeah, uh, yes. um,
2: <laughs> but um, elbows—that's still very much elbows team. If you see what oh, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, well, I see what I nice. there. Yeah. You're saying he's evolved along with. He's the evolved. Bunny.
0: Well, there he's was evolved. the period there when they were running Armani suits, and we've gotten off the topic of Scott Morrison. And I mm. think there's a reason for that, Charles. We will—we'll we'll bring ourselves back to Scott Morrison mm. um, because we need to pay tribute to the departing prime minister. But it's also fair to say the thing about Scott Morrison is he's a lingerer. He's a lingerer. Yes. It wasn't just in—it wasn't just in the seat of Cook, but he kind of just remained in our consciousness for so long that all the jokes got made again and again. Mm. As Scott Morrison said, it's not a race. He's very slow, mm. very slow with things like <laughs> vaccine rollouts and, and leaving the scene. And in fact, the, the biggest political story of the Albanese government's first six months was his multiple jobs. It was yes. basically a complete, he was the gift that kept on giving.
2: I know, and it was laden with so many ironies. It was sort of like gold standard in irony which was this man who, you know, historically had just not done anything. He literally made a virtue of not having the job of holding a hose. I don't it's hold not a hose, job. mate. No. It's, not, it's not my job.
0: And you've got to remember that, A, his predecessor, Tony Abbott, did. Mm. Like, if you, what yes. did we say about Tony Abbott? He loved holding hoses. Yeah. But that was part of the thing of going off to Hawaii, which yeah. was the beginning of the rot, really, for Scotty from Martin.
2: Yeah. Um, and but the idea that he would then take six ministries or five ministries up as well as the prime ministership when he wasn't even gonna do any work for them. It was just sort of gold class. It was so ironic. It, but it was also such an Australian white middle aged male attitude. Like don't you think it's like oh yeah, I'll just take all the jobs. Sign me up, I won't Sign do me anything. Up
0: for that one. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So do we know what he's gonna do? This news yes. he's, it's got a global he's got a global role. Well, he
2: me. he's executive deputy vice junior vice chairman Is he? Something. Yeah, it's something like that. It's it's some defence group. So essentially, what, ah. this is my conspiracy theory, which is Australia paid $368 billion for AUKUS. Yes. So that Scott Morrison could get a job after stopping being Prime Minister, right? Like, he knew that he was essentially unemployable. Well, wasn't that proven by the PwC? Being the, the strong rumour
0: that he had... Um, Wanted to go to PwC, mm. that they yes. thought that there would be reputational risk involved. Yes. Is, uh, speaking of ironies, I mean, Scott Morrison is very good at, at irony. irony
2: yeah. yeah. But so this firm that he's now gone to, it's like a defense consultancy firm. It's called something like the defeat, the Strategic Defense Initiative or something.
0: So he's working with Mike <laughs> the, Pompeo, I see.
2: And uh, yeah, the guy who runs the thing used to be Trump's national security advisor mm. and has been touted as somebody who may actually end up being the vice president of America. Right. Pompeo. No, no. No, not Pompeo. The guy oh, Scott who,
0: Morrison could do that job as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he probably will. But no, I think the the um, the guy who runs the strategic firm that Morrison's going to
0: American Global Strategies. Yes, and it's got to focus on US and Indo Pacific strategic issues. He's also working uh, with uh, Mike Pompeo, who was the CIA director under Trump, as. Um, An an, an advisor to an asset management firm called Dine. So essentially, yeah, I mean, of the Scott Morrison legacies, you would say he gets credit for Aukus. He does. That's something he actually does get credit for, which is why Emmanuel Macron hates him so much.
2: He gets credit for funneling three hundred and sixty-eight billion dollars into the American industrial complex, Hmm. which Uh, is now providing him with a job. job. And I think that that's. But I think anything less than three hundred sixty-eight billion dollars, you probably would go. "Uh, Yeah, three. Money Bill, yeah. I think it would be hard to sell. So you, and
0: that's – got to – full credit to him. If you if you think oh, AUKUS is a brilliant idea that's going to mm. def, definitely deliver value for money for Australia going forward, mm. take a bow, Scott Morrison. If you think that a bunch of hypothetical future submarines is what's going to keep us safe mm. from uh, Chinese encroachment in the – Indo-Pacific. Well done, that man.
2: No, but I think you've got to look at the $368 billion in a more holistic sense, mm. which is that it costs $368 billion for Australia to get rid of Scott Morrison. Oh, yeah. And to that extent, it is extremely good value. Like, <laughs> we have never spent $368 billion better.
0: But it's also, Charles, the thing is, and to, to give credit for Scott to, to Scott Morrison as well with mm. that money, yeah. it's kind of like how when you're in the mafia, mm. like you've got to basically give a lot of money up to the boss, right? Yes, that's it's, right. It, it's not a protection racket. So it's, it's it's just what you have to do. Well, it, you've I got mean, to get the big kid your best things for, out of your lunch, and that's yeah. what we did.
2: And well, look, and system has been around for millennia. Like mm. you know, in ancient Greece, Athens would come along and they'd sort of go, oh, "Here, you need to pay tribute." Yeah, you can to be part city. of our protector, yeah.
0: right? If you just give us a big bit of tribute, that's what it is. Three hundred sixty eight billion dollars worth of tribute, mm. and that's an analysis you won't have heard anywhere else except here on the Chester Report, because <laughs> we have the ancient history now, don't we, Charles, <laughs> so, to make the
1: Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens.
0: But it's true. It's basically saying, yeah. hey, America, if, we'll give you so much money that you can't abandon us, basically. Yeah. But they still can.
2: But I think the point is that what, as soon as you bank the cheque, you can. I mean, it, there's tons of examples in a, a, you know ancient Greece where the moment they stopped paying tribute, Athens would abandon them. Like, that, that is literally, like, it never ends. The tribute never
0: ends. So it's $368 billion next year as well, I presume.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, and the thing is, it'll get more and more and more because they've now tested our, our bill. That what they'll do is, I fucking bet this, this is what's going to happen. The CIA will interfere in Australian politics. Again. Install someone equally as annoying as Scott Morrison, and then we'll have to pay up more just to get rid of the new guy. Does this explain the dismissal, though? Because this is the thing I didn't realise listening to that, the
0: 11th podcast. I didn't realise the extent to which the Americans were involved oh, no, in the whole
2: they, they totally flew in a few weeks beforehand, got rid of Whitlam, flew back out. Like, <laughs> it's extraordinary. So
0: do you think, I mean, as we head towards the next election and uh, the, the big mm. fight that's on here now over tax and the, the stage yes. three tax cuts, which we've been speaking about as well on the podcast. Yes,
2: well. which is another gift. I mean, Morrison is the fart that is in a lift. You know, like, like he's the fart in the lift. Like, you just cannot get rid of the stench that he's left behind. Uh, because, yeah, the stage three tax cuts is Which this...
0: Labour agreed with.
2: Yeah. The... For those
0: earning 200 grand or whatever it
2: is. Yeah, and is now going to have to sort of back around. Mind you, like, Dom, as a political, as an influential political commentator, I would say you've been saying they should scrap the stage three tax cut well, for years, right? And now it looks like they're going to, they're at least going to modify them.
0: I mean, I again, I this, this is you. getting off the topic of Scott Morrison I think because is... we don't really want to Talk,
2: yeah. Look, because I think it's the
0: podcast, Charles. Because you've yes, said it as well. I think. Yes. I think finally the Chaser report is um is the influences being felt just because we pointed out yes. that um when there's a massive cost of living crisis, mm. it's probably not entirely compatible with winning the, ne- the next election to give a tax cut only to the rich people.
2: Yes, and I think what happened. This is my read of the situation. Sure, give is us read. Albo caught up listening to all the episodes of the Chaser report from last year over summer, of course. Over summer, t- hello PM, and he went. Oh, yeah, no, we shouldn't do that. And that, and that's why... he penny dropped. And two weeks early, he calls a me- an emergency meeting going, we've got to listen to Charles and Dom mm-hmm. from well, the Chaser Report.
0: So, yeah, so Scott Morrison. Uh, we have, we, I mean, the problem is... <laughs> do we have to talk if, about <laughs> If you want a record of Scott Morrison, all you need to do is go back and listen to every previous episode <laughs> from the past few years. Because, I mean, we could talk about things like the vaccine stroll out. We could oh. talk about all the multiple jobs. We could talk about the, the black summer bushfires and how we he comprehensively failed to handle them and then called in the military uh, only to alienate all the people from the RFS, all of his fixes that made things worse, all, all what, the, what the about highlights.
2: The, what about shoveling, what was it, $48 billion into private consultancies in that, his last term of government? I mean, the car parks that never oh, got built. Yeah.
0: All those things. We could mention, but it's, I think everyone's sick of all of that, when it comes to Morrison, I think we're, we're we're bored. We're so bored of Scott Morrison. I'm gonna I'm gonna call this. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna lay it out there. Yeah, I don't think Engadine's even funny anymore. Jesus, actually, no, silly, it still is. <laughs> the thing that I love about Engadine, and I actually looked into this. Mm. The thing I love about, about it is that... It was invented by a comedian. It was. It was invented by someone on social media. Mm. Um, and the thing that's... It's it's a unique joke, I think, in Australian political history because no one actually believes it's true. Mm. It's incredibly unfair. Mm. And that's what makes it so enjoyable. There's something about Scott Morrison mm. that just makes everyone want to share a, an embarrassing story that we know couldn't possibly <laughs> be true just because the idea of it is amusing. Not just the, the shitting himself thing, but even the concept of sharing that. That
2: yeah. Little bit. No. There's a real schoolyard bully behaviour yes. to it, isn't it? It's it's like, harkens back, but because you're so, he's the kid who totally deserves to be bullied.
0: But then he's laughing. So he was trying to laugh along with it. I remember yeah. when Kyle and Jackie O, they asked him about it and he denied it, but then made great, great, it went to a great extent to try and um, explain how funny he thought the whole thing was and how whenever mm. they drive past Engadine, because you do when you drive to Canberra from his yeah, electric. Yeah. It, like, what a great laugh it always is to, oh, Oh, do you want to stop here, Scotty? You, you know, mm. You're you busting. Mm. Can you imagine every single time this, the richest grin he would have had to put on his face? Do you remember how
2: much he lied? Uh, that was just a good reminder of how, you know, he'd say these things which were clearly not true. Like, oh, I always laugh at <laughs> that story about how I shit my pants. And you just go, it's just not true. Like, you don't have to just lie all the time. Remember how it was just this compulsive lying. I think that's what made it so infuriating. It was, it was It was like, we'd like you better if you were just the mean cunt that you actually are, rather than pretending to be that you're not. Like, you would actually do better just by not pretending to be someone you're not,
0: Scott. I mean, Charles, when I look at this, when I look at the man's career and all that he's achieved in, in high office, mm. I really see God's hand, and that's what his book. He's got a new book out. Mike Pence, another failed far right uh, politician, wrote the the forward to it. Oh, right. uh, it's about basically it's a it's a prime minister's testament of God's role in his life, and you probably know the story that um, Scott Morrison uh, was down; he thought he was going to lose the election. Mm. Uh, to Bill Shorten, but then he saw an eagle Ooh. in a shop. He saw this eagle in a second-hand shop or something, and he saw the eagle and thought, "Oh, that's God. That eagle's God. Mm. God, God wants me to win and try." And so he bought the eagle picture, and and that was it. And God, he, God was the wind beneath his wings, Charles, for all mm. those years, driving him up. To and when Peter Dutton thought that he had the numbers, Scott Morrison knew he? God's hand was was active. And this is the thing that confuses me about Christianity, mm. Charles. Yeah. Uh, because at some point, do you ask yourself, when the whole thing goes absolutely pear-shaped a few years later, yeah. when you become hugely unpopular and, and when even, you know, the, the post-mortem that the Liberal Party mm. ran in 2022 basically concluded that everyone hated Scott Morrison and that's why they lost the election. Yes. Is that God's hand as well? Like being absolutely mm. humiliated and everyone in the whole country thinking that you shat
2: yourself. Mm. Do you
0: say that's that's God, that's the eagle mm. as well
2: or, well? or do you sort of, no, sort of just stop? No, no. It, that was Jenny's fault.
0: Jenny and the girls, of course.
2: Yes. Also, he does love a curry. Oh, do you think that that's what his role is at this new consultancy firm? Executive chef. His executive chef. I
0: don't know. All, all I'll say, <laughs> I'll it what? could be. Look, I've seen the pictures of, yeah. of the curry. Uh, as long as the chicken's cooked, which <laughs> is noisy, they look vaguely palatable. All I'd say is if, you, if you're wanting Scott Morrison to cook your dinner, mm. I wouldn't be in a rush. <laughs> It's not his thing. It's not gonna be it's not a race, Charles. It's not a race. But if it was a race, <laughs> he didn't win it. <laughs> at this point, I think we can say.
2: Uh so well look, we've talked about all the bad things about Scott Morrison, but before we go, let's let's just pause mm. and reflect on all the good things that Scott Morrison did. So there we go. <laughs> Jason Report for another week. We'll be back next week uh, with daily episodes soon. When, yeah, Or soon. is that the, the week Maybe after? The week after, we'll see. Yeah. Um,
0: but no, look, our Gears from Road, we're part of the Iconoclast Network. And as we say goodbye to Scott Morrison, here's something that we prepared earlier that I think says farewell better than, than we ever could, except it was us saying it back then, too. <laughs> Wasn't it? Here it is.
2: In memoriam, Scott Morrison. He was the Prime Minister nobody wanted, chosen because he was less terrifying than Peter Dutton and less terrifying than giving the job to a woman.
1: No! Ah, oh, God!
2: Ah! Bravely, he fought this election solo, armed with only a single policy, that if Australians had a go, they'd get a go. And even that was plagiarised from Dr. Seuss. In the end, voters decided he had to go. He's survived by his loving faction, his vast space-age Pentecostal church, and dozens of baseball caps that make him look like an ordinary Australian. A very ordinary Australian.
1: ScoMo will
2: be remembered as the man who stopped the votes, who pretended to get the budget into the black, and definitely got Engadine Mackers into the brown. There you are.